I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, joined as always by Steve and Devin. And in this episode, we're going to do the usual thing and solve a mystery. <laughs> And so if you're all ready, let's get this underway. I love solving mysteries. Oh, That's right. We're so good at it. Too. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, almost an unblemished record. Okay, so, so we're going to be talking uh, this episode about Jim Thompson. And if you've never heard of Jim Thompson, well, he was a dude. Yeah, he was uh, an American. He uh, born in 1906. He was, uh, he was a spy for a while in World War II. He worked for the OSS. Um, he spoke. He spoke. Wait, what's, what's the OSS? OSS was the Office of, the Office of Strategic Services, which was the predecessor to the CIA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they, they they came into being in World War II and did some spying and stuff like that and covert ops. And so he was uh, sent just spy originally. stuff. Yeah, he was recruited into the OSS and um, went to North Africa first to work with the Free French in North Africa, and then he uh, after after. North Africa, he went to Europe for a while, and then he was sent to the Far East to go into Thailand and work with the Free Thai Movement. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. Anyway, let me, let me, let me get to the quick summary. Okay, so he, he, after, after the war, he became a businessman, and uh, he started a very successful silk company in Bangkok, Thailand, in the late 1940s. Don't they say that he's single-handedly responsible for the silk resurgence? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah for, for saving the, mm-hmm. the Thai silk industry, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but we'll get more into that later. Oh, he, sorry. No, that's okay. I don't care. He, so he disappeared <laughs> without a trace in 1967. So that's the mystery, obviously. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So uh, at the time of his disappearance, he was one of the most famous Americans living in Asia because of, because of his company and everything. Mm. And uh, so it led to the most massive manhunt in Malaysian history, except, I suppose, MH370. Sure. Oh, that's more of a more of a plane hunt. Yeah, yeah but well, yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. But okay, <laughs> so okay, back to his background. You know, he was recruited to the OSS, went to North Africa, Europe, uh, and then after the, the surrender of Germany, went to to uh, Sri Lanka as a stepping stone to Tha- to Thailand to help liberate Thailand from the Japanese occupation. He got to Thailand. Unfortunately for him, uh, the Japanese had surrendered. Unfortunately <laughs> for the rest of us, but he didn't get to do any cloak and dagger work in Thailand. 
But he did go ahead and, and uh, spend some time there. He set up the OSS office there and then became military attaché for the U.S. Embassy there. Um, and he was still doing some spying. He used his contacts with the Free Thai and the Free Lao movement or groups to gather information. So he was spying. And he also served as an intermediary between miscellaneous warring groups and tribes and tried to defuse conflicts. Oh. So he was generally, generally a good guy, did, yeah. did, did good stuff. Uh, he went back to the U.S. but returned to Thailand, and then in 1948 he started the Thai Silk Company. And the Thai, the Thai Silk Company was, uh, you know, as you said, he, he resuscitated the Thai silk industry. Mm-hmm. He had this great business model where he, women were, were weaving silk for him, and he let them work at home, so they could just, you know, there was quality control and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. he let them, he let them work at home, so they could still do their home stuff, but make money also. Mm-hmm. Well, and so a they... lot of those women became the breadwinners of yeah. their families. Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, he, you know, he he lifted thousands of people out of poverty, and so yeah. you know, it was a good thing. That's great, yeah. while letting them, you know, stay at home with their young kids or whatever. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. He's also well known for his house, the Jim Thompson House, which is in Bangkok and is, is now a museum mm. because he built this place. He bought, uh, he, he, he bought like, like about half a dozen old houses yeah. and dismantled them and brought them down the river to Bangkok and then, and then reassembled them, but in sometimes different odd ways. And then, and so it's basically almost like a little compound rather than just a single house. And they filled are the they, whole... are they connected? Yeah, they're, they're interconnected mm. or at least most of the, some of them are, but mm-hmm. I, I've never actually been there. I've seen pictures sure, of sure. it. I'd, I'd love to go see it. But he was a big antique collector, and he mm. filled the place up with all kinds of exotic antiques. And so now think, it's now it's a museum and a big tourist attraction in I Bangkok. Think that's the only reason that I would want to be rich, is <laughs> right. to be able to be an antiques collector. Uh, that'd be one reason. I, I also want to be rich so I can have some Maseratis and right. a big yacht. Right. Well, okay. Yacht. Th- that notwithstanding, it's yeah. the whole antique thing that really gets me. It'd be uh. antique Maseratis and antique yachts, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it'd be, it'd be or more... at least antique inspired. Yeah. And the, and the slick thing, or slick, the cool thing about the way he did those houses is that he was, he studied to be an architect. Yeah. And he did some architectural stuff. He wasn't actually an architect. Evidently, he couldn't get through calculus, is what I read. So he couldn't uh-huh. actually become uh... an architect. Poor guy. But he knew what he was doing. And what was really cool is some of these houses. He kept them at their same elevation above the ground of where they originally came from. So when you look at some of the pictures, there's a house that's, let's say, I don't know, 15, 20 feet in the air. It was originally 15 or 20 feet above the ground, and he just elevated it, and that's how he put it all together. And he took some of the exterior walls, and he flipped them Uh because they disassembled the whole Mm -hmm. house. So, yeah, put that wall back in. But, by the way, give it a 180-degree spin. So the, the exterior is now on the inside, which... It was just really interesting looking when I was looking through the the photos that they have of it. I, you know what? Have you ever noticed that it's it's only really interesting people who go missing? I know, <laughs> I know. Well, there's actually there's uh, thousands of people go missing every year. Sure, nobody gives a, a damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless it's somebody that's famous or interesting. Sure, yeah, so like this. If we disappeared, you know, there'd be a huge manhunt. Oh uh, well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because so, we are both rich and interesting. Yeah, exactly. The uh, or a hit podcast. Billions of people listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally billions. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, they would trigger the largest manhunt in, in close-in Eastside Portland mm. history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, back to our story. In March 1967, he traveled to Malaysia with a friend of his whose name was whose name was Constance Mangskow. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. I think that's right. 
So they went to the camp, what's called the Cameron Highlands. And the Cameron Highlands are what, that's, that's what's kind of called a hill station or a collection of hill stations. The Brits, back in their colonial history, they, they, would, they colonized a lot of you know, like really hot, sweaty, tropical places. Mm-hmm. And so they always made a point of building hill stations. Like they have a bunch of hill stations in India. Mm. They're up in the mountains, so they're elevated. So during the hot season, they could go up there and oh. be cool. And oh. so it's a similar Catch thing. a breeze. I yeah, see. similar thing. They built hill stations up in the, up in the Cameron Highlands. So the, the town of Tanarada was a, one, of, one of those hill stations. And there they stayed with their friends, uh, Dr. Ling Tiangi and his wife, Helen Ling. They were, he was Chinese. I believe she was an American. And that sounds right. Yeah, so they spent several days hanging out. Uh, and on the third day of the visit, they were, again, staying in this house. Um, he left the house, presumably to go for a walk. That's what he, he didn't actually say if he was going for a walk. But it was about 1.30 in the afternoon. He said to Helen Ling and, and to Connie Mangskow, uh, he said, Good night, sweethearts. And then he left and never came back. Whoa. <clears throat> yeah. Wait, at like one thirty in the afternoon? One thirty in the afternoon. Not at night. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about about the Goodnight Sweethearts thing is apparently they had a, they had a custom in their house, the Lings did, hmm. of saying Goodnight Sweetheart whenever they would take a nap or anything. If they were going to bed for the night or if they were just going to go take a nap, they would say Goodnight Sweetheart. Yeah, regardless of the yeah. time of day. Yeah, so, it, you know, you'd think he would be going to take a nap, but apparently... He is it, is left that, and went for a walk. I guess, like, good night, is that like a Malaysian custom of any kind? Not at all. I, it's, it's totally, I remember reading something that it's got, it, it's got roots in something that's very British. It's just so, it's so weird. I mean, not to like harken back too much, right? But like when we were talking about um, MH370, right? Weren't the last words that were like transmitted good night? Weren't they? Somebody go listen to the episode. Yeah, again somebody, and then yeah, email yeah, us right yeah, now. Yeah, please do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. Again, thought, not to go I, off topic. I believe but there that's was something about. I, I believe there was something about good night. I think night. that was the last words they heard. Yeah, and it was his last night words too. Uh-huh. The connections are being drawn. And remind me, never say good night. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I'll never. Never hear from me again. Gosh. Now you said it was about one thirty in the afternoon is when that happened. Yeah, one thirty. Uh, Doctor Ling was thinking it was three thirty because he said he heard footsteps outside his door. At okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's why yeah. I was I was asking because I remember reading there was a little bit of dispute on the time when he went for his walk, mm-hmm. and and there wasn't like an outside gazebo or hammock or like napping spot that uh, he could have been going to, as far as you know. Mm-hmm, not that I know of, no. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've only seen like one picture of the cottage mm-hmm. that they were staying in, sure, and that was sure. like from the front of it and didn't have any, any backyard action in the picture. So, because I guess that would make sense if he, you know, if that was the tradition or the custom of the house was to say good night as you're going to nap or something, and it's, you know, warm and the kind of spring, right? Mm -hmm. March is spring, winter, early spring. Kind of, you know, in Malaysia, you go hang out in a hammock and take a nap. That sounds kind of nice. Mm -hmm. But I guess if they're, they probably would have mentioned that. Uh, Probably, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, but as far as, you know, the time dispute goes, and, and this may be true, maybe he was going out to the hammock to take a nap, and then suddenly there was a rustling in the brush, the underbrush, and suddenly a, a dog dressed as a giant spider came back <laughs> towards him. <laughs> and, and he went running off and got lost in the jungle and then was eaten by lions and tigers and bears. Seems unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah. I think you're a little ahead of yourself for, there. For yeah, a man of his, of his stature. Yeah. Okay, so what happened next? Anybody want to guess? Nothing. He never came back? Good guess. That's true. Yeah, he <gasps> never, didn't come ever? back. He never came back. 
So Dr. Link called the police that evening, and they, uh, they said they'd send somebody around the next day, and sure enough, they did send some people around the next day, and they, sh they took a look at a picture of them, and then they recruited about 30 aborigines and started searching the jungle in the area. Found nothing, and as word of his disappearance spread around the area, uh, more than 100 people were looking for him by the end of the day. And the next day, they continued. They came back, and they continued sweeping the jungle. Found nothing. I mean, not a trace, not a, not a little torn piece of clothing or footprint or anything. After that, the Thai Silk Company put up a ten thousand dollar reward for anybody who found in him. in the sixties. In that, yeah. So I mean, especially wow. in the sixties in America, ten thousand bucks was real money. You could buy a house. Yeah. You know, and imagine what that would be in Thailand. Oh, or in oh yeah, that's yeah. that's like that's a lot live of live for the rest of your life money. Oh yeah, in, in that in that country, hell yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it is today almost. Mm. So uh, yeah, that's wow. Yeah, a lot of money. Uh, his friend Connie Mangskow also put some money up. The police put up some reward money, and still, and so that obviously motivated lots of people to go out looking for him. Mm. Uh, but still, he wasn't turning up, and rumors started began to start around that he'd been kidnapped and taken out of the country. Well, and I don't, I don't know what the basis of those was. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I think I, I think I do know what the basis of those are, but I think well, that I think that we're going to get into some of that mm -hmm. in the in the theory section. So yeah, I wanna... exactly. Yeah, and the rumors might have started because I don't know how well known his his association with the, the OSS slash CIA was. Well, it wouldn't so. have had to be so well known. I mean, just a couple little murmurs mm -hmm. right that's yeah. all it takes yeah well we've all seen burn notice it just takes one guy knowing <laughs> i know because everything i know about spies i learned from burn notice. i know mm. i'm i'm surprised i'm confused as to where his plucky uh, semi-alcoholic sidekick is at yeah. to help him out in all yeah, of this based Bruce on what Campbell. i've seen I but uh but no i mean it, you know it really is it's it's just one person that you've dealt with before that happens to know you and i know the 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 theory of he being, you know, absconded and taken out of the country is all that there's talk about communist rebels or something like that mm -hmm. in the area, mm -hmm. which I always found weird because if you look at Malaysia on the map, they're kind of a ways away from what you would consider the big communist stomping grounds. Uh-huh, like Cambodia and... and, and yeah, Vietnam I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good little distance, and it would be a lot of effort to try to, you know, to, to get somebody out of that area. Oh, uh, yeah, it probably would be. So, and I, they may well have been hanging around in the area. I don't know. I don't know, you know, I don't know what kind of communist insurgery, insurgencies were, were going on in Malaysia at the time. Mm -hmm. There may have been. Well, yeah, we'll get back to that in a little yeah. bit. And speaking of burn notices, I don't know if you knew this, but he actually had a burn notice put out on him. Jim Thompson did. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah, because he was... Um, you might want to tell people what a burn notice is, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah would you? No yeah, burn notice is when, like, say, a company like the CIA... Tell basically puts out a notice to everybody that none of them are to have anything to do with this guy anymore. Don't talk to him. It's you know, a it's basically they blacklist him, right? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah you're, exactly. you're 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 done. You're burned. Yep. You've got no contacts. Mm -hmm. Any contact that knows you will say they don't know you. They so, won't interact with you. Yeah. So yeah, he had a burn notice put on him. After uh, his disappearance, or no, before. I think it was about 1962, right around there, early 60s. Um, yeah, he was he was actually opposed to U.S. policy in Southeast China, in Southeast Asia. He felt that he felt that really we we should be working with guys like Ho Chi Minh and, and stuff like that. He felt like we should be 
not starting wars. And, and, and he also felt that C the CIA was, was getting too militarized. He felt like uh, there, there were just too much like an army and not enough just, just being a, a, a spy and intelligence gathering inf uh, agency. Sounds like so, a man before his time. Yeah, he was, so he was openly critical of U.S. policy, and that's uh, probably the reason he got black, or burned, burned. And so, yeah. I didn't know that. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, I, well, of course, I made that joke not knowing that. Yeah, no, no, it's true. Well, I, actually, I shouldn't say it's true. It's something I read on the internet. So, who knows? <laughs> so it's 100% true. Obviously, it's yeah, got to be true. It's not on his wiki page, yeah. so we don't know that it's true. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's get back to the manhunt for a second here. Yeah. So, of course, that's, there were the rumors. Okay, enough of that. Uh, and, and on April 1st, another search was begun. Uh, at, Edwin Black was a general in the U.S. Army, and he had known Thompson since World War II. He came there with a couple of guys, one of, one of whom was like a, a, a scout, and I forget what the other guy was. He was just a civilian. And they, they were, these were guys who knew the jungle, knew that area well, right. and they, they knew all about the jungle. So they head out to search, and, and they got together with 200 men from the police force, and they combed the area again, went even further out into the jungle for uh, about, about two days and found absolutely no trace. Eventually, after 11 days of searching, it started winding down. In, on April 23rd, a Brit named Richard Noon arrived. This is another guy who knew the jungle well, and he went out with a couple of guys and searched, and he, he searched beyond where the other searchers had been, had reported, report, reportedly gone. And uh, they saw some aborigines who hadn't seen a tr had not seen a trace of Thompson. And eventually they gave up the search and came back. And he talked to reporters and he said that he was sure Thompson was not in the jungle. Now, I read this in a lot of the documentation, and I know you've said it a couple of times. And I just want to clarify to make sure I understand this. When you say Aboriginal, that's just—I mean, that's that's local, basically. Is that correct? That's, yeah. That's not that's somebody who is from the area that isn't you know Westernized and living in the city. It's more of they live out in the jungle and they do what they do as a, kind of a subsistence-based yeah, existence. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, like the original tribesmen. Right. So yeah. if, okay. if you look at a, if you look at a place like Malaysia, besides uh, besides uh, Brits and Americans coming and living there, there's a uh, you know, Chinese and Japanese and all kinds of other people who've also kind of come in. But these are the original local okay. inha inhabitants of the area. And I just wanted to clarify yeah. that because I know initially when I heard when I read that term, whenever I hear, and this is just because of the popular things that we hear, is I hear Aborigine and I think... You think Australia. I think right? Australians. Yeah, exactly, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Well, so. I don't know. I mean, these these may have been Australian <laughs> Aborigines who call them Aborigines. <laughs> I don't know. We <laughs> no, don't know. Our yeah. database doesn't go back that. your first description was accurate, not the second. Probably. Yeah. Probably. It's, you know, what they, everybody else calls what we call Native American. Yes, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the better yeah, yeah, they're term. Ab, those are also Aborigines. Yeah, yeah. better term. Yeah. Next, uh, next in our drama, a psychic named Peter Herkos arrived. Oh, yeah, he was an American, and uh, he apparently nobody invited him. He just sort of showed up. Well, right? as they tend to do. No, yeah. he just knew something was wrong. Yeah. So this he guy. Oh, he's it. a psychic. Yeah. Yeah. He might have read something in the newspaper too. Well, yeah. if he was so no. psychic, why didn't he show up before he disappeared? Well, you know, in, in his favor, I gotta say, it's just because you're psychic doesn't mean you can see the future. So, <laughs> and, yeah. so anyway, our psychic went to the cottage where Thompson had been staying and uh, put on a little, a little dramatic dog and pony. Can show. you describe it for me? Can I describe it? Yeah. Well, he kind of went into a trance and then said and did a lot of stream of consciousness. I don't want to actually quote his entire thing because it really goes on for quite a right, while. Right. And it's a little racist. 
if yeah. you, I, I found it racist reading it. You found it. Well, then it was. That, do you want to read it? No, no. I don't. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. but he, he spits out, I mean, the whole thing is long, but mm. he spits out these garbly gook words, which when I read them phonetically, I could see how they sounded like something from an Asian language. Oh. Like he didn't know what he was doing. He was just trying to spit out words that maybe sounded like something in a local dialect, hoping mm. he would land upon something so that's why i said it sounded a little I racist see. okay oh, that's fair well yeah. well yeah so he um he finally when this was all done and he comes out of his trance he uh said that thompson had been kidnapped and taken to another country just like the rumors hmm. and he also said that thompson was not being held for ransom so that means apparently i, I guess he was being taken to be interrogated or he's some kind of political prisoner yeah yeah maybe you know i mean if if he if it was suspected that he still had contacts in the CIA, which of course, of course he probably didn't. Mm. Not everybody maybe knew that. Maybe somebody thought that they could interrogate him and torture him enough to get some useful information out of him. Or maybe uh, they were really just sure. holding him for later. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Bargaining ship, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, we've learned a lot about what some people will do. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's not always like, yeah, hey, by the way, we have this person and we're going to release them if you give us a million dollars you know sometimes it's well we're probably going to need to negotiate with something at some point so let's just keep this person on the back burner and Mm -hmm. eventually we'll we'll use them and eventually they just like procrastinated a little too long and they were all old and Mm -hmm. you know and 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 they they, like felt bad yeah (laughs) they become friends and yeah yeah or their movement fell apart and they all Got hauled away and yeah, he's locked y'all, in y'all some just, cell that nobody knows about. Yeah, these are all possibilities. They, they forgot that they had a prisoner locked up. Mm-hmm. And too bad for Jim. Yeah, yeah. We all just took off. No, I don't think so. But so one last strange occurrence, uh, and it, nobody knows if this is related or not. But five months after he disappeared, his sister was murdered. That's weird. That's, she was bludgeoned to death, wasn't she? Yeah, like, like a crowbar. Yeah. Like a brutal they're not, they're, they're not sure. They didn't recover the weapon, but they thought it was either like a crowbar or something like that. And, it and wasn't there, was no. blood, there was blood splattered all around yeah, the Yeah, I was going to say, the police report said there was literally blood on every wall of her uh-huh. bedroom. Yeah. And they don't, and it was an unsolved murder? Yeah, it was. The police, oh. the police said that it was not related, but how the hell would they know that? I mean, I, it might have been. I mean, I can't, it I, been. I can't say one way or the other. And she was not like a public figure in her own right no, as far not, as we know no. she was no. also a good bit older than he was she was like nine years older than him because he um, i thought he just he was born in he 1906 was, he was like in his yeah 60s. he was 61 i believe when he died and she or was when, 74 when he, when he when she, was, she yeah. was killed that's not that's not totally unusual though. No, but but, um, but she's a fair bit older. There's a bit of a generational gap there. That mm-hmm. you know, if, if I was going to run in certain circles and do something, and my brother or sister, who's around the same age, would likely be involved in those same things. But when you get 10, 12, 15 years apart, mm-hmm. there's less chance of that. But there's also like a even less chance of you being kidnapped and your sister being bludgeoned to death. It does seem to kind of defy the odds. You know, oh, no, it, it totally I mean, defies the odds. He's right. <laughs> you're right. I yeah, get it. I get it. So it, it's, yeah, it is one of those weird yeah. things that maybe, maybe it adds something, maybe it doesn't. Yeah, there might be there might be an angle here that nobody uh, nobody really knows about. Yeah, there might be somebody who had a grudge against the family and they kidnapped him and murdered him and then murdered her five mm-hmm. months later. That's possible, but nobody you know nobody knows. There's no evidence right. that, that these things are related. Yeah. 
But it kind of seems like maybe they would be. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that whole, again, we've talked about this before, the whole kind of grasping at straws. There's not a whole lot of information. So mm, it really isn't. If yeah. there's two weird occurrences connected to one thing, it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to not connect them. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. But it, it could be, I'll add that to my list of theories, is that uh, he, he actually wanted to murder his sister, so he disappeared. And then, yeah. And then if they ever arrested me, he could say, hey, I was, I was disappeared at the time. I was disappeared at the time. I was disappeared, dude. Yeah. The reason Joe suddenly turned a 90-degree corner on that, ladies and gentlemen, is because I gave him the are you kidding me look. <laughs> yeah. So, it's uh, so crap, you guys. Joe's going to go missing. <laughs> I We're in trouble. I didn't oh. say goodnight. So Joe goes good. missing and I'm moving. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> so you guys ready to talk about some theories? And there yeah, are lot, let's there do are it. Lots of theories out there. Uh, there really are. I'm um, sure. And some of them are some of them are pretty outlandish. Do you want to start with the more mundane ones? Or do you let's want to just take them in order as you got them on here. Yeah, I, I slapped them down kind of randomly. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay, so first one, he got lost in the jungle and eventually just died. Some, uh, you know, I mean, for, from whatever fell down, fell down a ravine or over a cliff. Um, so that's, that seems so unlikely to me. I well, mean, I guess, yeah, okay, the jungle is dangerous, but if he had the life that you described prior, uh-huh. it seems like he would have like known how to traverse the jungle yeah, and yeah. been pretty hardened and yeah he well he, he apparently according to people who knew him he apparently had had uh, jungle survival training and all that stuff mm-hmm. and so he and actually just the day before he and his friend dr ling had been out on a walk in the jungle and they got lost just the day before and yeah. they and they found their way out yeah. Um, so that is one though but but there are I mean the jungle does have dangerous stuff going on it going on in it. And well, I, and, I, and the I thing mean, about are... the jungle is, okay, so there's like several hundred people at a time combing the jungle for you, but it's still the jungle. And by that, I mean lots of vegetation that's dense. And if I get hurt, you know, I fall down or something bites me and takes a chunk out of me and I'm not doing so well. Mm-hmm. And I crawl up against the edge of a tree to try and hide against it and hide behind some leaves. And then I die there. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody could walk two feet next to it and never know that the body was well, there. Okay. It's, it's, it happens all the time. So I'm I'm going to like dual side this for a minute here. Okay. So I'm willing to say that's it's possible, mm-hmm. but given the credentials of the people who were looking for him, they would have seen something. You would think so. They would. No, I mean, they would have. It's not even like I would think so. I, I'm like 99% sure they would have seen something. If he was bleeding and crawled any amount of distance, they would have seen something. Whether it was a mass of flies going to that spot or the actual blood stain, or you're right. You there know, should be physical a mild disturbance where he because he would have fought, right? I mean, it wouldn't have been like a just random like oh one bite and then you're dead. And if it was, well, it could, be a, flies, could be a snake. Snakes yeah. do that though. Well, and they do one bite and they poison you and they take off. Right, but then you would fall down and you would disturb. I, I'm just saying. I, I understand. There, there should be physical signs. On the other hand, if you are a trained spy, trained in espionage, trained, trained in yeah. how to move through the jungle without leaving a trace, mm-hmm. you just 
naturally fall into that. I can tell you from personal experience that you fall into about, that. The thing about it is, though, is that if you're lost in, like, say, in the jungle or wherever, mm. you're going to want to leave marks for your for your own reference you, point. Yeah. Because if you wind up going in circles, you want to know this. And so right. you need to, like, so you're going to break branches deliberately. So then the assumption would be leave. that he didn't know he was lost. Uh, at, at a certain point, he must have known he was lost. Right, but I think, you know, the assumption is right that, like, he didn't know he was lost, and he got, like, bit by a snake and just fell down dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there's that, yeah. But then I still maintain that, like, a snake isn't going to eat you whole. No. You know, so there would have been signs of the, like... Well, I mean, in a, in a, the scavengers would have been yeah, some, some remains would have been found. I mean, yeah. obviously, scavengers would have come along and chewed on you. And they leave signs. Yeah. And yeah, it so, would, yeah, and so, so it's kind of it. I mean, I think it's possible still that he got lost and, and somehow just died by accident. I found a quote from the internet hmm. regarding this. I the the person said basically, and I I cleaned up the uh, cleaned up the grammar just a little bit. Okay, <laughs> but his quote is quote people in the Malaysian jungle are like people climbing up mountains covered with snow. Many get lost, many vanish. Jim Thompson is one of them. So that's what this guy said on the internet. Uh, and here's another quote from somebody in the Malaysian jungle: to walk away from a group or walk away from your house in the evening is a high risk. As a high risk thing, even today, not to talk about forty years ago. But it wasn't. So, and I've never been in the Malaysian jungle. I've been in other jungles, and never been in the Malaysian jungle. But it sounds like, you know, it's very, very easy to get lost in those jungles. I well, but, I guess depending on the account. Either way, though, I don't think that in March three thirty or one thirty, respectively, are the evening necessarily. You have a reference. And even if it is cover, uh, you know, again, I just go back to like his training and the, the credentials of people who were ch- who were looking for him. Mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe that if he had simply been lost and died in the jungle, mm-hmm. that yeah. he would have never been found. Yeah, no, it's it is for either you know either he wouldn't have been lost or he would have left marks or somebody would have found him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they they would have like say if, say if he'd gotten lost and, and died and then animals had eaten on him they would have drug his stuff you know his clothes would have been spread all around and stuff like that and so especially then, if it was like a actual predator like a tiger or something mm-hmm. they would have pulled him up into a tree there would have been a fight a struggle uh the tiger i don't know if there would have been that much of a fight well, <laughs> there would have been, been a little bit fun. of a struggle i'm sure i mean they're not they're I think it would not, have been like chomp yeah i mean but they're not like uh, secret killers, right? I mean, they leave behind. There would have been a bit of a fuss, and maybe yeah. a little bit of a mess. Yeah, blood and. Are there all tigers that. in Malaysia? There are. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering if you're just making up an example of a big <laughs> cat or not. I was no. like, you guys are really serious about this tiger <laughs> angle. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, that that is another one of the theories is that he was eaten by a tiger or something. You know, and and so. That is one of the theories. Of course, the tiger is not going to go to the trouble to hide the remains. No. No, and so they probably would have stumbled across the remains. But some big, and I don't know what big cats are in that area, and maybe you guys have a better idea than I do. I didn't think to look into that. But some big cats are, a lot of them are known to drag whatever they kill up a tree. Yeah, but then you see the drag mark. Potentially, uh, maybe. And then you're, you're you're searching and you're standing under the tree, just sort of like standing there looking around, and suddenly you feel this drip, drip, like drip predator on the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, then, you know, I think I I'm standing by my my assertion that if you're if you're not seeing the actual remains, you're seeing the scavengers that are coming after. I it. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you at all. You yeah. know, I mean it that's. Was, it happens yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So. Well, also, you know, I mean, the, the the manhunt went on for days, and so obviously the tiger had had himself a pretty decent meal. And Jim then they Thompson. leave it. And then and then uh, 
there's still there's from the tiger's point of view there's all these people out there it's good eats mm -hmm. you know why didn't he eat somebody else so yeah, i don't know so Let's if there are, if there are tigers are there um did the Aborigines do like tiger pits or like absolutely? Anything like that? that is that's another one of the theories. Oh, is that yeah. appar apparently that they did use tiger pits to catch tigers? And uh, one of the theories is that he was wandering through the jungle and he fell into a tiger pit. And I don't know what the protocol is for a tiger pit. I mean, in theory, they're they're so camouflaged. I mean, obviously a tiger is not just going to walk into an open hole. You have to cover him up with stuff, mm -hmm. so he gets all the way out or mostly onto this thing, and then it collapses and he falls into the hole and he's impaled on spikes. You know all this stuff. And so when you've done something like that, you obviously don't want your friends and neighbors walking into this pit. So wouldn't you put some sort of sign or signal? Mm -hmm. there? I mean, you can put a sign up that says danger tiger pit uh, and the tiger's not going to be able to read the sure. sign. You know? I mean, yeah. So I don't know what the protocol is or was back in those days for something like that. But anyway, that is a theory is that he fell into a tiger pit. Well, and I, the Aborigines come back and they see that they've, they've just killed a, killed a white guy. And you know, back in those days it's, Probably could bring some some bad mojo down in some your head. Serious strife, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so seeing this, they just said, "Well, let's just fill in the hole, dudes." What do you think? What do you say? So that's that's possible. I guess it's I, also you know it's not it, depending on how like warring the tribes are. It's probably not a huge concern if like some Dumbo from the neighboring tribe wanders into your pit and kills himself because mm -hmm. he's in your territory and. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, but yeah. this was this would have been very close to a to a hill station, which is basically so it a should town. Should have been labeled. a town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, out in the deep jungle, maybe, but close to a town like that, you're gonna have all kinds of people walking around out there. Okay. Next theory. He got whacked. And by yeah, and by, whacked, by the mafia. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not by the mob necessarily, but, uh, but there's po it's possible that he was there was a, a it was a hit by a business or political enemies. A business competitor could have had him killed. Well, and and I, have, I have heard that that happens in Thailand. I mean, and, and we were talking about he was on the blacklist, so it's not inconceivable that you know his ex-business associates whacked him. Well, yeah, they're um, I, you know I don't think that the, I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't have whacked him just for basically criticizing U.S. and CIA policy, right? But if he was, but they at the, at this time. Uh, they had uh, you heard of the secret war in Laos and all that stuff, mm -hmm. Air America and all that stuff. And I do co-host yeah. a podcast called Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, so <laughs> I have. You have heard of that? Have you? Okay. I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched Air America. I just don't yeah, make that, sure we've all heard that, of that it. That bad movie with was it Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah. and yeah. Uh -huh. that was, that was yeah. not, a, not a really a good movie. That was no. a lot of fun. Yeah, it was kind of amusing in parts, but uh, so they were ramping up their secret war in Laos and since of course obviously he wasn't in the loop on that but at the same time he had a lot of contacts in Thailand and Laos so he quite possibly got wind of that and maybe was talking about maybe threatening mm. to um, go public with the story oh. and so expose that, it yeah so that would give them a little motivation to have him whacked yeah yeah and again because he could have been whacked just by some political or some, excuse me by some business competitor yeah That's could have been that. Also possible. Of course, you know, same time, they didn't do a very good job of it because the Thai Silk Company continued on. <laughs> so it would have made more sense to whack him and also burn the company down. Didn't Correct me if I'm wrong. I swear in the reading that the Thai Silk Company, once he disappeared, they started using his face in all their advertising and basically uh -huh. changed their name to the Jim Thompson Silk yeah. Company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they, they just embraced yeah. Yeah, his they personality kinda, they and his disappearance it. and yeah. used that. Yeah, they kind of milked the whole thing. 
Which is wild. Yeah, if you go out to the webpage, it's like jimthompson.com or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to like, go visit those guys if I ever get to well, Bangkok. Maybe, maybe somebody in the company, you know, knowing that they went that route. I, I can wonder if maybe somebody in the company is going, you know, we're doing all right, but things are kind of flagging and we really, really need to drum up some public support and sympathy for the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jim has kind of been a jerk for the last five years well, and I've had go. enough of his crap. Mm-hmm. It could have been an internal. We're, we keep talking about it could have been somebody external who came after him. It could have been a company internal, pro, you know. Somebody else in the company. Situation. Sure. Yeah. Somehow really? he doesn't strike me as a jerk. Yeah. He oh, I don't think he was a jerk, jerk either. But. but, you know, there's there's all kinds of things that you don't hear about. I mean, it's it, there's all kinds of details that always get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. But, yeah, I think that if it was somebody, somebody in the business, even for that matter, a business competitor... That's why I don't buy. I don't buy the whole theory that he got whacked by a, a business competitor because it would have made a lot more sense to just stab him to death or shoot him in some alley in Bangkok and leave his body there. Yeah, because because Bangkok I think is probably a more a, a more dangerous place <laughs> with a lot more crime and, a lot, and murder, a lot more so than the Cameron than Highlands. Now. Yeah, 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 and you know, so it, it would really make a lot more sense that to just you know. Shoot him and take his wallet and his watch, and right, it looks and like a robbery. Would have, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looks like a, and so what that and plus, if he follows somebody all the way to Malaysia, and he's catching multiple flights to get there and everything, and you're following him all the way there. You're going to leave a lot of fingerprints. You're, you're catching flights and stuff like that. There's a paper because, trail. Yeah, there's a there is a paper trail. So that's why I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it was that. Could have been the CIA, but again, I think they would have just whacked him in Bangkok too. Again, yeah. Yeah. This is theory number four or five. I don't know. But anyway, he was accidentally run over. So he was, he was just walking down a road. Because there were people actually, a couple of witnesses saw him uh, on roads. One person said she swear she saw, saw him and she recognized him at about 4, four o'clock p.m. on a road. She came down. He walked down a road. And, and stopped in their garden and looked around and then eventually left. That would back. make sense. I mean, it would yeah. make sense for somebody who knew that the jungle was dangerous but wanted to take a, lo- a walk. Yeah, go down the road. That I you mean, just, yeah, you just I mean, Yeah, there's no say. Yeah, I mean, he went for a walk. He didn't necessarily go into the jungle. Right. But, but here's the one thing that with the, and I know that we haven't gone into this, but the thing that I have a problem with about he took a long walk mm-hmm. is if he w- was going to go for a walk, he left a lot of things behind. Like he didn't take a jacket. Uh-huh. But one of the things that he didn't take with him was his cigarettes. Because uh-huh. he was evidently a notorious heavy, heavy smoker. Uh-huh. And if you, anybody who knows a smoker, if they're going to be gone for more than half an hour, mm-hmm. they take their cigarettes with them. Oh, hell yeah. Well, 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 he, unless, but he left them behind. Unless they're taking a nap. Yeah, but if he's going to take, take a, a nap, nap, then why did he go stare at this person's garden a half hour to well, she was two mistaken. and a half hours later? That was yeah, that was two and a half hours later. Yeah, so he was out. But but the thing about it is, is they 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 found a pack of smokes that that were there. But that doesn't mean he left his smokes behind. He might yeah. have had more than one pack. That's true. Have, it doesn't say if it was his open him. pack of cigarettes. That's yeah, very true. Yeah, and so. also, we all know smokers that. You know, have like five pack going at yeah. a oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah. Right? Oh well, there's only two in this smokes. one, but I'll just take the full pack with yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, so so he didn't necessarily leave without his smokes. I mean, that that is a, a relevant but fact. His, mm-hmm. I remember but, reading that his lighter wasn't with him. He was there still in his room and stuff. Well, which well, how if he is actually a good five star smoker, he's going to have more than one lighter too. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, all right. right now, you shot me down. Continue no, I about his long walk down on the road. This is funny. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it might have. It might have been. It, it almost sounds like he was going to go take a nap, but uh, yeah. I mean, you know. it's that whole sign off, right? I mean, like yeah. that's the traditional, like, hey, I'm going to go sleep. Sign off. Like so, maybe well, he's going to go. Could take there a nap. have been? Could there have been a tiger waiting for him by the hammock? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and again, I'm I'm gonna. God, I I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here today, but you know, I I know the whole good night, sweetheart thing. I didn't read that as just for when I'm going to go lay down and take a nap. I read it more as whenever you're going to leave for a while. So I'm going to go take a hike. Like, let's say he and his, uh, he, he and his friend the day before had gone on a hike. So theoretically, the way I interpreted it, they would have said to the ladies, good night, sweetheart, and left. And they come back eventually from their walk Whereas you two have both kind of interpreted that as it's only a sleep sign-off. I, I, I read it as always whenever you were leaving. My, my, I guess my comeback to that would be if he was this kind of survivalist that he you know, was trained and all that stuff. You, you, you tell somebody where you're going. It's always a good idea. If you're going for a walk, especially if you're going for a walk in the jungle. But if you're going for a walk, you don't say like, well, goodbye, sweetheart. Nothing no, else. That's you very say, true. I'm going for a walk. Good night, sweetheart. Yeah, you know? I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. So, that makes sense. I just there's just something missing in this. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Maybe he wanted to be alone. You would think he would say something on the order of like, "Hey, going for a walk. Anybody want to come with?" But or didn't. well, even if he wanted to be alone, you know, I think he he might have wanted to be alone. It's pretty reasonable to just say like, "I'm going for a walk. Bye." Yeah, yeah. And he didn't say that. We've yeah. all done that when we were out, yeah. you know, like camping or Absolutely. whatever, when and you, you just go... need to get away from the group. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Ah. So, yeah, I don't know. So maybe he was run over. Most mysterious. Yeah, I, my theory is that uh, he was, um, his his lighter stopped working. And so he, he decided to go down to the Quickie Mart, buy himself a new lighter, plus an extra pack of smokes while he was down there. And uh, yeah, he got run over on the way. Anyway, let's get back to the, the, the theories here. So he was accidentally run over. So he was walking around on the roads. And, and I have heard, and I'd never been to Malaysia, I really wanted to go, actually. I've got friends living over there. I hope before they come back to the States, I have time and money to get let's over there. Let's all go. Yeah. Right, yeah let's, It'll let's, be like a if, field if, assignment. Yeah, if you guys want to come with, we can do like a, you know, we can do our podcast. Yeah, Thinking there. Sideways we'll Malaysia yeah. edition. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, they live in, they, they live in Kuala Lumpur, and uh, it would be really major fun to go over there. But I, I, I diverge here. The uh, but Malaysian driving, I understand, is kind of dangerous and mm. crazy. You know, I mean, it's that way in, in much of the world, really. Yeah. So if uh, again, it's like the tiger pit thing. If you run over, a, if you run over this guy and you recognize him as not just being a, a guy, but a white guy and a famous white guy, mm, or famous rich white guy, uh huh, and who's be, kind of a national hero for Thailand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they'd be thinking, oh man, my life is over. But what if I hide the body? And so they shove the body into some bushes, and then after dark they come back with a shovel and just mm-hmm. sh- and just bury him. So I, I think this one is actually a credible theory. Do you guys have any thoughts on that theory at all? I, I can see it happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So far, so the far, most credible. It's, it's, it's a lot good, of credence. It's a good contender. Uh, another theory is that he ran away from home, and there are people that are actually positive this theory that he uh, he was tired of his life and wanted to just make a new start. And I don't believe it because uh, <laughs> number one, he doesn't need to go to the Cameron Highlands to disappear and do that. He can, you know, he can put his affairs in order back in Bangkok. Also, he's a super rich, super famous kind of national hero, white dude who yeah, lives so, in Thailand. And so you want to just like disappear and become like kind of homeless and then be like, you know, 
dirt poor and you know and and all this stuff. Why would it, why would he do that? That no, makes no. utterly no sense. That's... All right, our next theory is suicide. People have claimed mm. that he, uh, you know, committed suicide. I don't buy this one because nobody reported him being depressed or anything like that. It's also hard to commit suicide and not leave a body behind. I was about to say, okay, this, this, we could, we could dive into this, but I think we've kind of beaten the crap out of what would happen when we were talking about the tiger bit. Is that there'd be the body and there's all the signs and all the I things. I guess it's more credible to me though. Like if there were a ravine or a river, I don't know what the like topography of that area is, but you know, if he's trained to not leave a trace, which we talked about, right? So he's like, he's, yeah. he's deciding I'm not going to leave a trace and I'm going to throw myself into this ravine and my body will float down the river out to the sea uh-huh. and that'll be it. It's that, not, I it, could see yeah, that. Yeah, but it's, it's not likely to, it's what's going to happen is it's going to float down the river and it's going to get caught get up in caught. Some, some logs and right. snags and stuff. Sure. You'll be found, but sure. There's a way you can do it. The way you do it is you get yourself, uh, you get yourself a carabiner, uh, some heavy chain, and a couple of couple of large weights, like you know, use for a weight set. Carry them into the you jungle. Carry them without miles leaving into the jungle. a trace. Exactly. You carry them miles into the jungle until you find a deep pool, and you you basically chain the weights to your neck, and then and then lock them with the carabiner, and then just dive headfirst into the pool. That seems and really likely. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah, there's, I'd say if there's, you want, there's a lot of issues with Yeah, this. I mean, I think there are ways to commit suicide and, and conceal the body, but they're not they're not easy. Mm-mm. And so I, That's I'm, a lot. That's an obscene yeah. amount of planning yeah, and effort. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, and so suicide, I think, is kind of not, you know, so much for suicide. Another theory is that he was abducted by communist guerrillas, and apparently there were some communist guerrillas in the area. And that's that's but, what we talked about briefly but, in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. What exactly? I mean, if they if they abducted him, I suppose they could have just abducted him and killed him. But here's the thing: is that uh, people being abducted by communist guerrillas in the area didn't seem to be a really common thing. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. There's not a lot of stories of that happening. Yeah, the communist guerrillas would very likely have not had any, even any clue that it was there. It would have been a totally random thing that they stumbled upon him. And again, I'm not even convinced that he was wandering around the jungle uh, where the communists would have been hiding. So I think we can dismiss this one. Not entirely, but kind of so. I mean, kind of, sort of. Let's be fair. It's not so far from Vietnam. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, but so, yeah. it's also not super close. And it could have been, it could have been some, like, some Viet Cong like, on a field trip. Yeah. Maybe, they were, maybe they were on vacation. Left over. They could have been <laughs> left over. <laughs> they could have been left over and not known that the war was over. Uh, the war was actually not over by that time. Well, the war hadn't so started. Did, no, the war, the war had started, but it was 67. Well, it, was, it, it hadn't, according, I, I think at that point, according to the U.S. military, it hadn't started. Okay, well, according... Yeah. Because everybody follows the, what the, the U.S. military says when things do and do don't start. What, oh, what's the next theory? What's the next theory? Another theory? Okay, kidnapped for ransom. Yeah, right. I think we can well, dismiss this one out of hand since okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Never, say, nobody I ever got a ransom note. So. And last of all... Nope. Yep, disappeared so he could get a sex change. And the, re- the, the, the reasoning behind this is that he wanted to become like, uh, like an ascended master in silk. And apparently to learn, to learn all the highest secrets of silk and silk making and all that stuff, you have to be a woman. I'm not saying I buy this, but I've actually heard this. I've actually seen you're, this, you're, this on the This is, a, this is a serious theory? Uh, I don't, I, I've seen it out there. I don't know if these people were serious. I can't believe anybody would take this seriously. No, personally, I don't think so. I, I, I gotta I, be honest, I thought you made this up. I did too. No, I did not make it up. This I, is like a typical Joe prank. I, I, <laughs> I saw this on the interwebs. 
Wow. Wow. I saw this on the, so, on so the World he, Wide Web. Wait, so recap, what would the reason be for this to happen? Because he wants to become an ascended master of silk making. And in order, in order apparently to learn all the highest secrets of silk making, you have to be a woman. It's mm. forbidden to teach them to a man. But he wasn't making this silk. But I he know. was interested in making this He was silk, interested maybe. in the silk thing. I mean, obviously... I, and and I don't I I I think that most likely whoever put this theory out there was just having fun too. I don't sure. think I don't think anybody seriously could buy this. I, I agree. And because and and also by the way, he leaves, becomes a woman, learns everything he can about can about silk, but well, never puts it to use. Then he's out of luck, right? The, yeah, he's, yeah, they can't put it to use because yeah. uh, so obviously it's it's ridiculous. But it's kind of funny, and so I thought I'd share it with our listeners. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's way out in left field. Oh yeah. So to wind up our mystery, uh, some bones were found in 1985, uh, a few miles down the road, in another one of them hill station towns. Hmm. Yeah, then from where he was last seen, and uh, the, the tribesmen who found the bones, they were buried in a shallow grave, and they found the bones and gave them to the police. And the police apparently, apparently, was some human bones, no head, and they gave them to the police. And the police apparently have never bothered to do any sort of DNA analysis. On those, and I, I don't know how easy that would be. I guess you'd have to dig up his sister and see if you can salvage a little DNA from her. Well, I think uh, you can like kind of map the basic genome, right? You can at least tell like what race that person is. Yeah, whether yeah, they're male or female. Before you whether ever male or go female. to the DNA level, there's oh, yeah. a lot of things. You, can you look at it and you figure out, is it a man or a woman? Right. Yeah. Okay, can we infer, as Devin said, the race? Mm -hmm. And then if it is a white guy, then it would be worth to try to and get the DNA. money to do the DNA. But maybe, if, yeah. but also maybe not. If the jungle is as dangerous as they've been saying, like there's a ton of stupid white dudes out there. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> On there's... top of like the other like millions of tribes people who have somehow you know, that's, vanished. Or... And that's that's the thing is that you know it could be him, but there's probably lots and lots of people who died and were buried in shallow graves. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to find out, but apparently nobody's taken the trouble to do so so far. So that's it. So I'm so going to go. We solved for, it, huh? I uh, oh, totally did. No, I'm going to go for. But the theory I'm going to go for, vote for, is that uh, somebody ran him down and just hid the body. What do you guys think? You, guys I, you know what? Honestly, that one appeals to my common sense the most. Knowing what I know about him, knowing what I know about the people who looked for him. Uh huh. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy to just be like, I'm just going to wander into the jungle by myself well, without again, telling anybody. Yeah, and again, he uh, he was lost the previous day, and he, he, and he found that they he found, found his way, way out. out. Yeah. yeah, he did. He so. seems like the kind of guy who would have been able to get out of the jungle uh -huh. had he been stuck there. He you know, would have left a trace if he had been attacked. Walking mm. down the road is the logical, especially after getting lost maybe the night before, right? You know, if you get lost the night before going in the jungle, you're not going to be like, well, I'll just go back I'll into the jungle. face twice. Yeah, yeah. no, Woo, you're going to no. use the roads and, mm -hmm. you know, accidentally getting hit. Yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, I agree with Joe tonight. Yeah. I and, and I see a lot of credence in that, but there's this... This whole disappearance is just so out of the blue for me mm. that I kind of I kind of either lean I, I kind of lean towards somebody taking him. I'm not mm. saying who took him or for what reason, but it just there 
it's so out of character for so many reasons that we've said. Yeah. It's the only thing that I could see that would make sense for why he would just vanish into the blue. You know what's interesting is that we've now, we've done two mysterious disappearances in a row, right, at this point. Mm -hmm. And neither of them brought up alien abduction. Or or the chupacabra. Like, which is weird, right, though? Because, like, these are both, like, weird, especially this one, of just, like, he just disappeared into thin air. He vanished, yeah. And nobody's like, yeah, it was probably aliens. Like, that isn't even on the list. And, like, there's so many other things that made it onto the list that are crazy. Yeah, but there, there there were no jungle crop circles. There was no decimated cows. Like, there was nothing to indicate yeah. that the aliens were there. Fair. Yeah, okay, no, that's it's, fair. it's fair enough. Yeah. I, I, you would think if they were going to be anywhere, they'd be in the Cameron Highlands. They're, it's pretty. Yeah. I hear it's it. high up, too. That's yeah. Easy pretty, landing pretty spot. Pretty high, See? yeah. So we don't know, but we're going we're gonna to lay money, I think, on getting run over. Because I, I still think that if you're going to do something like kidnap him or, or, just, or kidnap him or just take him so you can kill him and throw his body in the river or something like that, you would do it in Bangkok because that's where he's at. He yeah. didn't, you know, I, I don't know how many people he informed of his plans to go to Malaysia. Probably not that many people knew. Mm. And so it would just seem a lot simpler to do it in Bangkok, where he is 90% of the time. And so that's why, uh, that's why I'm leaning towards a somebody ran him over kind of theory. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing about it is, is when somebody gets run over, you can go look for a, a car that's, like, got damage to the grill. But this is the third world where every car is already beat up. So what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 So, no obvious signs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we solved that mystery. So, <laughs> yeah, time to time to like uh, tell you a few fun facts. Like, you know, uh, uh, well, first of all, find us on Facebook and like us, like the hell out of us, like us multiple times if you possibly can. Of you course, can, you can us, like and yeah. unlike us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, of course, you can find us on iTunes, and you probably know this because that's probably where you found us already. But uh, if you don't know this, yeah, find us on iTunes. You can download our episodes. Leave a comment, leave a rating. We would really appreciate that, especially a good rating. And also, you can find us on Stitcher if you don't have time for the whole download thing. You can just find us on Stitcher and stream us. Also, you can find our episodes on our website, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. All right. And also, we would love it. We would love to hear from you if you have any thoughts. Uh, we like positive stuff, like Joe is really wonderful and sexy. <laughs> uh, that, that's like, yeah, we that's get a, a lot of those. Oh, yeah. So far, we have gotten tons of those. But, uh, so please send us uh, emails, and obviously critical ones, too. We've actually received some critical emails in the past, and we appreciate those, too, because, hey, you know, feedback is good. Even you know, And sometimes negative feedback can be more useful than positive feedback. Yeah, there's things I mean, we do wrong, and absolutely. we correct them. Absolutely. So by all means, be critical. And last of all, we have a little bit of listener email to read to you. So uh, this email is from Mike. Uh, Mike says, I'm so glad I came across your podcast. It shot up to my favorites quickly. I've always been highly interested in the wow signal. Thanks. And that's how I found your show. It's right up my alley. It's done perfectly. Please never quit. I've binge listened all week and dread the depression that I'll hit once I catch up. I have a few topics that you guys can look into. And it gives us a couple of things, one of which we're, we're about to do. Hey, don't, don't be giving away hints. And... There's like five suggestions here. He doesn't know. Okay, fine. okay. Yeah, so we're going to do one of those. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and else? then it says, I only really know famous unsolved mysteries. I wish I 
had a not so known one for you. I really just wanted to say how much I've been enjoying your podcast. I love that the three of you take the bull crap like ghosts and magic and stuff completely out of the equation in a mat and look at the matter in a realistic way. Thanks for reading. Oh, thank you, Mike. I I love I love this. <laughs> you like you like getting the positive ones, yeah. I do. Well, I mean, I, and as we've talked about, like I like the negative ones too, in that it gives us something to improve on because we're human and we are not perfect, mm-hmm. and we don't know what we're doing wrong. You know, uh, sometimes we, I really just think we don't know what we're doing, we, but because well, we don't, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. We're just three people sitting in a room talking into yeah. microphones and then putting it out, and pretty somehow much. people are liking it. It's pretty random, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but thanks, thanks for the email. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, yeah really appreciate it. Thanks for the email, and uh, that's about it for this week. Tune in next week when we're going to solve a really exciting mystery. It's the mystery of. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to tell you. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.